Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about the Deuce Season 2, Episode 2, it's called There's an Art to This. So, full spoilers for the episode as always. So this episode started off wonderfully. One of the running themes of course we've had in this show, especially going into this season, is that the pimps are kind of getting outdated. There's, there's not as much of a need for them and the opening scene of this was wonderful because we'd seen this last season where the, 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 the pimps will wait at the bus station, the train station and they'll wait for girls arriving in the city kind of looking to yeah, prey on it's, them it's how we got Laurie yeah exactly um, and then this girl comes out and Larry starts doing his smooth talking and he's trying to like convince her and he's like oh you want to get into films and obviously because he's got Darlene in the films he's like oh I've got connections I, you know, I can show you the way and give you, give you direction and she's like oh that's exactly what I need I need directions um, and she pulls out this little uh, this leafless flyer and she's already got an addition she's got an addition with, with the porn studio she just wants to know what this address is she, she's set up she, she, she came here with a plan with a, a date and an appointment She's good. And it's, what, what I think is funny, because obviously, I think one of the, the concerns you have in a scene like this is that, oh, is, is this a girl who had no no intention of doing anything like this and she, she's going to be coerced into it? I think there's a neat twist to this one. No, she is here for porn. She's here to do that. She wants to do that. But she's just, she's set. She's good. There's, there's, a, there's a, the great moment for me here was when uh, he kind of looks annoyed and horrified. And she thinks that he's disgusted by the fact that oh, yeah. she's looking at porn. Like, you know, going into that. Yeah. And and she's like, no, you know what, never mind, I'll find it. And and starts to rush off. And he's, yeah, and he's just, just, mouth agape. He's just, yeah, it, it's glorious. God damn it, they're stealing all my talent, is, yeah. is what he's thinking. And it, yeah, there's, there's not really much point for it. And that kind of leads to his other big scene in this episode where he goes to Candy and he kind of essentially implies that oh maybe I could be in the porn movies like you know if I, like, you know maybe I could do that like because since I can't really be a pimp that much anymore like that that seems to be you know drifting away which which makes him maybe the most forward thinking of the pimps at least in the sense that he's at least actively trying to think of other things he can do I, I think it makes him the first one who has actively acknowledged that okay the pimp as a as an art form is dying out yeah i wonder if like he, he's consciously acknowledged that like if he's really like it's the sort of thing where he, he's, he's putting the feelers out, and he, get, he gets kind of turned down she kind of just sort of shoots him down and with, and with some pretty reasonable reasons like oh he's sure about this like you know you'd, you'd have to take orders from me you'd have to like do he what does look say. like he's still thinking about it yeah i i think he's definitely hesitant about the whole thing but he's definitely He's clearly he's, he's aware. aware he needs something. Yeah, he's aware. And I think there's a wonderful irony to him having to essentially uh, start doing what the girls were doing to an extent. Yeah. Not out in the street as much, of course, not the exact same thing, but it, it, in a way where it, it's almost like bringing them to this equal playing field where they went well, from being prostitutes up to porn stars and he's going down from not doing any of it to being a porn star. I think the key thing is is what Candy says to him. It says you have to give up the control. Yeah, and that's the key thing for most of the pimps is the control, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. CC especially. I mean, geez. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I, I, I CC, no chance, right? He he can't be doing this because he he wouldn't be able to. Larry, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, that leads us on to CC and Laurie, who have a very interesting uh, set of scenes in this one, because CC, as per usual, is playing the system, and he intentionally like double books her, and they show up late to the second job, which is not with her, because the first one's with Harvey, and she's there, and she's doing a scene, 
and they come over to this other guy, and this is where the girl from the first scene pops up for her audition. She's like, and she basically wanders in, and like Laurie's watching her, and she wanders in and says, "Hey, I just arrived here to be in your movie. Uh, can I audition?" And the director looks her up and down for like a second and says, "Yeah, you can be in the order scene. Hey, go with her, the makeup girl and go get ready." And yeah, Laurie's looking yeah. over like. Wait, I I I started this because I was a professional because I was in I was in the sex industry and this girl can just show up and do it and she kind yeah, of and that's why I think she says to CC later she's like yeah half the actresses are if not like the majority of the actresses now aren't like hookers they're they're just fresh people who said I want to do porn and you, and you can see in the back of her head it's like I don't need to be the hooker anymore yeah I don't need I don't need a pimp they don't have pimps and. And that obviously and, leads and into... And she's being vindicated, of course, yeah. with the fact that she's been nominated for an award. Yeah, she gets nominated for an award. She's all happy. Because Har- Harvey's given Candy shit for what would be more artistic. And then he's like, oh, you got nominated for an award for Best Director. And he's like, it, oh, it has this, director. This, this great <laughs> moment of it proves that she is a professional, right, compared to just the New York's coming in. It's like, okay, no, she, she deserves to feel like she is good at this. Mm. But at the same time, it it's like, well, but... I, she's aware that okay there are there are other options she doesn't necessarily need the pimp and i think what's funny about it is that you can almost read this as like she's annoyed that oh they didn't have to go through the the hard times of being on the street and stuff but at the same time i think she more more acknowledges the fact that it's actually kind of good that they don't and it's kind of good that i don't have to and she's she, again she's kind of realizing her self-worth and she tries to convince CC to like, oh, this this adult film awards, let's go to it. It's in you know, it's in, in LA or whatever. Let's just fly. And CC kind of shoots her down, but she she's kind of trying like as gently as she can because she knows what CC's like. She's as gently as she can. She's trying to explain to him that things have changed. The girls who are in the industry now don't have pimps, and they, they were never prostitutes I, before. Things are different. I do love how Laurie actually understands exactly how CC's thinking. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. She she actually knows what's going on in his head and is like, what's the best way to go about this? And it, it was that thing where he he assumes she's too, too dumb and that he's the one in charge, but she's actually outsmarting him. She's that well, I mean, she's trying to anyway. I, I I will say I think Cece has more respect for Laurie than any of his other girls. Um, mm-hmm. she can get away with a lot more. She can talk to him a lot more frankly. Um, and he doesn't seem he doesn't always just shut her down. Is is that respect? for who she is or is it respect because she makes more money being the star probably the latter yeah that's what i would think as well but yeah so you've got that but she she you know this that's a lot of you know actress says hey i was on this this talk show is you know it's like, it's like a little talk show but for porn stars we talk about sex <laughs> and she even talks about how you know after the show the guy asked her back to his room and she's like oh she's going to make me do this or that um, and she was like, "Oh, it'll be the blowjob." Yeah. Like, Thank you for getting the spot, and she was gonna go along with it because she's yeah. like, "That's just how it is." And instead, he's like, "Hey, can I can I go down on you?" And of course, I mean, that's still inappropriate. That that in, a, in any other setting, that is still straight up sexual harassment, regardless of who wants to do what to who. I mean, at least he asked. True, true. true. <laughs> that's that's better than some. That is true. But she, you know, but the idea that it was completely different than normal and. Laurie's seeing this power, but more importantly, she's got an agent, and she's like, "Oh, so who's that? Oh, that's the agent." She she was like making sure I was respected on set because earlier on we see that the director's kind of shouting at her for something, and the agent steps in and says, "Hey, don't treat my talent like that," and she kind of gets in, her, yeah, in his face. It, it was um basically you know the director's like, "No, this shot's not working. You know, lift her up more," and she's like, "No, that's gonna hurt," and and the director's like, "Just do it," and, and she steps in and is yeah. like, no, "No, no, she said she's not comfortable. You stop doing it." Yeah, um, so Laurie does have a meeting with this agent. 
and the agent's like, no, I've seen your work, and, you know, unlike a lot of the others, you can actually act. Like, you know, you, you yeah, every, everyone can have sex on camera. I mean, that's that's relatively easy. Yeah, but, but, but you look like you enjoy it. Which and is funny. Like, well, sometimes. Because I think what's wonderful about it is that it, it nicely parallels the scene that Candy has with the director. We'll talk about that scene more later, but she says something very similar about how acting's important more than the sex and how that's just the easy part. Um, and, you know, she's like, hey, like, you know, I could be your agent, you'd make more money, we could do all these things, but you've got to drop the pimp. The pimps are outdated. And clearly the plot here, where we're going with this, is she's going to want to. And the, the harsh break... And I think this also nicely correlates with stuff that we get at the end of the episode about how how we can help girls get out of this life should they want to. Yeah. Are, are you also a little concerned for Laurie's well-being? That CC might just stab her? Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah. I admit, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, if in three episodes' time she is just, you know, lying dead on the street, I wouldn't be too surprised. Because... Here's the thing, agents in a, in a lot of ways are kind of like legitimate pimps in the sense that they, they're there to represent them. But of course, a lot and they, they take a cut, uh, that's it, right? Yes, but of course, the, the difference is being is that one, there's not this weird, like, you know, unspoken thing where if you try to leave your agent, they'll kill you. Two, um, they're not there to like physically fight like dangerous people, they're there to negotiate and like because they know the business, you know, it's just all, on, yeah, you know, yeah contracts contracts yes it's all about contracts it's about being professional it's about being legitimate and even just the fact i mean obviously not all agents will be women but i think, I think it helps the, the the comparison in this this show to specifically have the agent be a woman even the porn director as well i think it helps yeah. the comparison <laughs> and show that how in this profession they can have powerful positions outside of just the actual starring roles which is but again even the starring roles laurie can have a pretty comfortable nice life and have respect in this role. Maybe not by society as a whole, because obviously a lot of people are going to look down on porn stars because it's porn. No, but, but she seems genuinely happy with herself yeah, as, a, as a porn star, right? Like, she she doesn't seem like, she, or she doesn't certainly feel ashamed yeah, absolutely. of what she does. She's proud that she's been nominated for this award. Like, genuinely yeah. ecstatic about it. Yeah. And I, it felt very true that she's like, oh, you, you sometimes look like you're enjoying yourself. And she's like, yeah, sometimes I am. Not always. Like, so, you know, some, some days you're into so it. Sometimes I'm doing my job. And sometimes, sometimes I'm, not. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, 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 that felt very true. I, I feel like the, the worst porn stars will be the ones who never enjoy it. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Yeah. But, I mean, 95. You imagine that. Clock in. They've got to. It's, most of them have got to enjoy it to some degree. I, I, yeah, I, I, some I, of the time i feel like in mainstream porn where it's more on the up and up i imagine there's got to be yeah. an, at least some enjoyment to why they, they even considered doing that in the uh, first yeah, place not, I, not I, all I talking, always you know, of course but professional reputable companies yes I, I, yeah no one has to tell us there's a lot of seedier places that maybe are, are a bit, bit less uh fair of course that kind of goes without to the stars but um so but no so i thought this was some interesting stuff and I think Laurie and Cece and her try to break away from him, given how he is, uh, is going to be potentially scary, but fascinating ride all the same. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm into it. Uh, so so we had, we had that. Uh, we'll, we'll switch up with Candy, who is basically frustrated. There's a scene where she's directing Darlene and this guy, and the the, the plot is it's a typical part scene where he's like you know he's behind on rent and she's the she's the landlord and she's like well you're gonna to have to make it up for him and she, like, she takes out his uh his deck and um but is it just no no you, you you're mixing up a bit he's the landlord and she's like oh i don't have the rent can i you know make it up to you right 
No, it's all the way around. I noticed no, it. No, but she's... No, no, no. no. I noticed it because it was all the way around. She wants payment from him and she, she whips it out and says, oh, here's here's like a month's payment right here. And it, this, this is the point because afterwards, uh, Candy's directing him and he says, no, no, you, you're the one who's not in control here. You're the... And he's like, I'm the girl in this scene. And he's like, yeah, essentially... See, I, I see. Maybe I, I slightly misheard this, but when, when you know, when she was saying, "Oh, you know, you're the one, you know, you're you're not in control," I thought that was just because she was the one. You know, no, no, no. I, you're misremembering this. He wasn't. That, that's, that's, maybe that's, yeah. this was very specifically. She was the one who was like taking advantage of him. Um, okay. And um, maybe it was just maybe it was just the way it was shot, and maybe, and I get why they did this if it was just to make them feel more comfortable. But I'm pretty sure the dick she was holding was fake. If it, it felt fake to me. Yeah. Well, it felt. That's a weird way to phrase it. It looked fake to me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Which is not a big deal. I get. I get why. I get why for the actor's sake. It's here. definitely not a big deal if it's fake. Yeah. Um. Wait, what? <laughs> Was that a joke? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the real deal, is it? Oh, very good. All right. The point being, yeah, you you can't give me shit for that. Ca- Candy gets very frustrated during the scene because they're not really get. He's not getting that. He's not playing the. The, the the subversive one and it, or the submissive one rather it, and what i it obviously this is a really normal thing i think now is the idea that yeah like lots of guys like the the fantasy of do, do, being the one who's dominated or not being in control that's very normal if anything it's completely 50 50 now as to who you know hell some guys like both like some knights they'll want to be the one in control sometimes they'll want to be the one being controlled yeah. like it's, it's, it's a very normal thing um but clearly at this point in time because even the, the scene with larry and candy larry's like oh these these men aren't real men like you know he has a very specific idea of what a man in a sex scene should be um and this guy's got a problem with this and he's, he's, he's not feeling quite comfortable with this idea but I, candy's I did, uh, trying to tell a story just to go back to larry for one second yeah. while you were there i did think it was interesting that he specified you're not casting any brothers right you yeah, know he guys. brings up the race and and then i noticed yeah you know he's right from everything we've seen yeah yeah which is interesting because one of the points in season one was that that was popular stuff was having a black guy with a white girl uh because of the the taboo of it especially the time period um so that's interesting and i I wonder uh if if it's actually more to do what the director says to her later it's more about the acting and rather than uh anything else um although this guy's not doing very well either because the director's actually standing watching this scene and then Candy tries to convince Harvey to do like let's do more story, let's do more things, let's 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 have a bigger budget movie. The, the ones that play in the theaters for a long time, and he's like, nah, 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 nah. We have stories. No, no, we don't. We're not really. No one wants to stay at the end of ours, and, you know, after they've finished. Like no one cares. And she wants to have a bit more art in her work, and she ends up talking to her editor. I think it is. It's, uh, it's in that scene there though. Yeah. I love that immediately after that is when the awards news comes in Mm -hmm. and harvey must feel a little bit vindicated right that hey i just got nominated for best director off this work yeah must be doing something right but she she wants to go bigger bigger and you know bolder and and whatnot and she speaks to the director uh and she she we get this obviously the scene at the end where she kind of feels insulted a little bit because the director says and stop using whores they're dead around the eyes that was the exact exact line um get actual actual actresses and so that that kind of stings her at the end of that scene but the advice up until then is you know very interesting it's like no don't, don't go for the guy with the biggest dick go go for the guy with a normal dick who can actually act who can actually because yeah. it's more important yeah I, I imagine that's why with with candies specifically we always see uh the, the whores that we know 
right um, mm. being used for the film and compared to you know the other company that we saw is where okay here's just a random audition girl um yeah because you know Kenny Kenny wants to do for them you know like bring them up like hey I can give you something better because she respects them because obviously she was one of them she knows a lot of them yeah yeah she, she she's like helping people that she she knows and understands um and she, she kind of got out by doing this she got out of that life into this and she kind of wants to offer that to the other girls and that makes a lot of sense yeah um but you know the director's kind of shooting that down um and there's also the scene where she's like oh let's do fairy tales and they, they kind of like you know it's like oh we can do snow white and it's like no nah, we need to cast like lots of little guys to do that that'd be kind of hard and then yeah it's like okay let's, let's do red riding hood and they start basically doing almost doing like fake porn dialogue just to sort of like act out how the the red riding hood oh, it's would a go. song uh is it yeah i'm unfamiliar it's with this song. red riding hood um something like 60s i want to say well i imagine so because it's before the 70s yeah at least. yeah yeah i'm just no it's a it's an old new uh you know, rock and roll slightly country okay uh, all right yeah. uh it's a good song so i wonder if we'll see them filming uh, the red riding hood porno in the next couple of episodes yeah maybe of cool. laurie in a little red little red hood so she can pull it off but um yeah I'm so sure she so, will pull it off oh sure she will pull it off well the wolf may pull it off um yeah. Oh, do they have the guy in like lots of fake hair, like fur? <laughs> this this is why they're gonna ask for a, a little extra helping hand from that other director because she's moved into slasher movies. Yes. It's like, hey, come and help us out with some some creature feature. Yes, yes. Uh, l- low bar slasher films, I assume, but yes. Um, yeah. Oh, technically, slasher films didn't really exist yet, just for the record. No. Do they do call them? She does use the term slashers, right? How long have you used the term slasher? I, I I get why you're you're remembering it as that because it was very similar. It was like, you know, there, there's I think she said something like there's a there's slashing between the sex scenes or something like that. But it wasn't she didn't refer to them as slasher movies because I don't think that term didn't exist yet. And I know it didn't. And that's why I was I was thinking that when I was watching. I was like, huh. But they were clearly referencing you know that sort of movie. Not a slasher as you think of it because it didn't exist. No, yet. no, no. But the but, the, the, the slightly pre-slasher. Um, because because when I think of the seventies and I think of horror movies that had lots of softcore sex, and I'm I'm thinking like your your uh, female vampire, your 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 Jess Franco shit, all that kind of thing, um, and I feel like that's maybe more what she's getting at more more than probably you know because uh, actual slasher movies don't actually have that much sex because the way she talks about it, it's like it's, they're actually still porn movies they just happen to have horror movie plots sort of around them. Whereas yeah yeah it did feel like that yeah whereas actual slasher movies aren't that they have some boob shots but that's not yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and check the phrases used because no I agree with everything you're saying yeah. but I could have sworn I remember hearing slasher the the word slash like, in some capacity it may have may have appeared but it wouldn't maybe. have been because I, I I do remember thinking it was weird that they were using that word if but maybe did, I misheard if they did use that word then it was maybe a mistake to use it I I, I would agree but. Not that it'd be a huge thing to criticise. I mean, it's not a big deal, but uh, as someone who likes horror movies and is particularly fond of slasher movies, I just, I'm very well aware of when the when the term yeah. became a, a a household thing. But um, so so yeah, so Candy's thing's very interesting. We see her son again a little bit. She's thinking of getting a house uh, where he can stay as well. Uh, success is on the on the way up. So all yeah. very all very interesting in terms of the the fellow making side of it. Uh, jumping over, uh, we'll do we'll do Frankie's quick stuff first. He's got a couple of scenes there. But it was, what, what was introduced last episode about uh, taking the windows away in the peep show uh, booths, 
and the girls yeah. aren't super excited about the idea and he tries to demonstrate by getting into the the, the, the the bit himself and dancing in front of the window uh and i love how irene uh the you know the, the co-manager is just kind of really like monotone just acting out with them like you know giving them money like here you go oh that's sexy <laughs> like just just kind of going through the motions one of the girls leaves because she's not very happy with it but they kind of convince the rest the, the rest of them don't need that much convincing they're kind of into it they're like hey they're doing this uh, you know down that other place and they're making shit loads in tips yeah yeah they can get tips and of course we get the funny scene later on where uh the guy gets his arms stuck and she, she's cut the, the girl's cut uh, on her chest and and frankie comes running in to help was he stealing the money again i think well, he was he was at the safe he was he was dumping money in his pockets it looked like he was stealing the money again as this happened. So, I mean, I, I guess his one redeeming feature is he did go and help. He didn't just carry on taking the money and use it as a distraction. I love that he went into the booth next door, to, put in the quarter, stuck his head there. He's like, hey, press the button. <laughs> press uh, not next door, because he opens that. That's right. There's that's a guy right. in there. Yeah, it's two, the two doors over. Now. Yes, it's the next yeah. one over. Um, but he's, he's sticking his head through. Like, no, come on, come on. Put, put over there. Uh, also, she does this, like, it's not working. Yeah, also, I like that for legal reasons, he's to specify. Obviously, he also says for safety reasons, but he specifies their hand goes through the window to you. You never put your parts outside your side of the window. And I like that from a legal perspective, that kind of clears them in terms of prostitution because the guy is reaching yeah. through. And it's just, it's more of a. But uh, even so, make sure they're not a cop. Yes, yes, yes. Because then you're. Because if you actually encourage it, then you're kind of, I think, uh, complicit Solicit? anyway. Yeah. Soliciting at that point if you're encouraging it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the exact rules are, like how far you have to go before it's prostitution. Yeah. Like, you know, because, you know, what's, what's the difference between getting a lap dance at a, a strip club? And were the rules in the 70s the same as they are now? I have no idea. Uh, just... I mean, uh, uh, the difference is you don't touch with a lap dance. Yeah, I mean, I guess. They're touching you, though. Yeah, there's yeah, still touching happening. You, your hands may be kept to yourself, but touch contact yeah, I, is I happening. Think that's the key element here. Yeah. So again, it's the same kind of thing. Is that well? It's not. It's it the is. opposite. It's, it's their hands coming through to touch, but yeah. But it, it's the idea that it's, it's just one reaching. Right? It's one it's way. Not... Yeah. Yeah. It's one way. Um, but yeah, you can tell I never paid for a lap dance. So I, I had to think about the rules of a lap dance there for a second. <laughs> what can I say? I'm not a yeah. strip club uh, regular. <laughs> you sound depressed that you're not a strip club regular it's just funny because I, I, I walk past the strip club all the time it, where I used to live it was yeah. like you know nearby it's this proper fancy building that you would never peg as a strip club oh it's not sleazy like, enough it, it looks too high class it's this proper like it was this fancy building like this old you know old architecture thing I'm like I know that's a strip club but every time I walk past it, I'm like, how? How is that a strip club? Mm. Mm. Uh, so, so that was a fun little plot. I just want to mention, though, because the other big plot, obviously, to get to is Abby and, and Vincent. Vincent takes takes her to his hometown, shows her all the old neighbourhood and all that, and his, his aunt's house with all the photos. It was funny that she recognised an old photo of him, and he didn't. He was like, oh, no, you're, looking at, you're looking at Frankie. No, I'm not. That's you. He's like, huh. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Joe, I... I can testify that, that this happens because, you know, 
um, my girlfriend saw a picture of, of me when I was younger. I'm like, pretty sure that's my brother. Because uh, when, when we're young, yeah, that, you know, at, at the equivalent age, we, we look pretty similar, even though, you know, a couple of years apart. But if you tell me, oh, that's a photo of me when I'm five and him when he's five, looks pretty similar. And, and no, she was right. I was wrong. Yeah, there you go. But I do want to mention, though, uh, probably the funniest scene of the episode for me was Vincent sent to Abby, look, uh, I'm taking you out. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, Big Mike in charge of the club, right? We're having a night off so we can go be a couple. And he does this in part because he's motivated because he sees her kind of flirting to a point. I mean, it's, all, it's debatable if she's flirting at all with the guy, but she's definitely been very friendly with this guy, and this guy is clearly kind of flirting with her. A uh, guy who was yeah. in one of the bands that she had in the club. And he looks very distraught during this scene and he's clearly making an attempt to like connect with her and say hey look we're a couple let's just make this bond do you? I, I actually thought it was going to propose at some point to be honest like I, I i was i thought it was building up to that i think that's uh at some point the season yeah um but i think he's worried that she's younger of a generation and she's going to want people her own age you're know, going back to the joke last week about him not liking the, the punk music uh but yeah. There's a really funny scene here where he puts, he says, like, Big Mike, you're in charge, you'll do fine. And Mike's like, I don't want a promotion, boss. He's like, no, nah, you'll do fine, you'll do fine, Mike. And Frankie's sitting right next to him, like, hey, I'm right here. He's like, no, 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 I need someone I can trust. He's like, oh, F you, Vincent. And he just storms off. It was gold. Yeah. Mike, Mike looks kind of proud of himself at this point. Yeah. Here. Um, but also a little bit bewildered. Is like, wait, what's happening? Also, I love that Mike, we see a brief glimpse of him running the club, right, during the night. And it's like, oh, he owns it later in the night, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like three a.m. or whatever. He's like, okay, you stay at this four. You used to at this time, uh, Vincent giving everyone around on the house. But I'm not Vincent. I'm not going to do that. Pay for your damn drinks. And it's, he still how phrases it in a way that they all cheer at the end of this, even though he's saying you normally get a free drink at this time. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like, yo, I'm not. I'm not some Italian prick. <laughs> and, and you got Frank there. You're an honorary Italian tonight. <laughs> Now he does his little uh, forget about it uh, yeah. phrase. Uh, so, so yeah, but obviously the main thing is Abby and Vincent. And um, it's basically what I said. They kind of reconnect. They, they, they reminisce. He shares a few stories about his childhood. I, I feel so bad for, for Vincent because, you know, he's trying so hard and he's getting there. And, you know, just it seems like, okay, the, the, you know, they're the talking, they're connecting. And then she suddenly looks distracted and she's like, oh, yeah, shit, i got to go. Yeah, at the end of the episode, she... He wants to take her out to dinner, and she's like, "No, sorry, um, Vincent." Even even before that, yeah. like at the scene at the beach, you know, they're, they're talking, and then she's like, "Oh shit, yeah, baby shower. Come on, let's head off." Yeah, yeah, he's, he's trying his best. He's he's trying to really build the bond so that it feels more like a a solid a solid connection that she won't just like abandon. And of course, the the thing is, is that uh, she she goes off at the end, and we don't know where she's going. She got a phone call saying something was happening. And I think in his mind, he's thinking, is this a band thing? Is it that guy? Is it what's, what's going on? Is this, this, this is all the men? And she, we follow her to this, uh, it's, a, it's a big church, actually. It's a big... Uh, it's church, yeah. yeah. And there's, there's a meeting room, and she goes downstairs, and there's like, there's a, it looks like a support group, but it's not actually that. It's, it's a group of activists sort of planning uh, yeah, future but it, things. And they're all sat on the chairs in the circle. It's in the circle, so I thought it was a support group at first until I heard them speaking. But they're talking about protesting the parlours and like you know shaming the Johns, and I'm like... Damn, this it made me think. Does Abby know that he is in in some way connected to these these places? I don't think she does. I think she must do. I think that's why she was keeping it secret from him and not telling him where. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe right. Where he was going. She's like, this, right. this would hurt him. Um, but she comes in and we hear this debate about what to do, and someone says, "And oh, that's a bad idea. Uh, the, the pimps are always going to pimp. The Johns are always going to John." 
and he's like, what, so we should do nothing? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we should help the girls and, like, if they want to get out, give them the means to get out. And if, they, if they're not ready to escape, then, you know, give them the help to survive and, you know, give them a chance. And then the camera spins around and reveals that it's Ashley, who has clearly gotten out of that life in the, in the, in the park. Because she was kind of drifting. She, like, she, last season, she was kind of drifting from it by the end of the season. Yeah, it was, it was her and Darlene were yeah. kind of going through those motions last season. And we see her here, and she looks completely different, different hair. Um, you know, she looks very. Uh, what's that? What's another insulting way of saying well dressed? You know, I, I just mean that she looks sophisticated. Sophisticated, yeah. She she looks like she's a, um, not not a hooker anymore. I guess that's basically what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah. she, she she's sitting there, and you know, Darlene. It's not Darlene. Sorry. Um, Abby smiles at her. And she she uh, just sort of smells back. Cue the bass. And that's when the bass kicks in. And it's like, all right, so Ashley's back and Abby's making progress. And this is clearly going to be a thing. And, um, and so, so much... And do you know what I think is fun about this show? And fun's a weird word to use here, but I, I think it actually is kind of the fun... The, the fun way it's playing with it is that we, we get the plot of how porn kind of got started. But more, more than that, the show feels like it's about more of how we actually progressed rather than receded. It's not It's not that porn's a bad thing in and of itself. It's that that's how a lot of people got more power and, and the women in the sex industry maybe became a bit more legitimate. And then on, on top of that, we have the activism side and how to help people get out of prostitution. Look, it's actually, for, for as much as you think getting into this show, it's going to be this sleazy thing in the streets of New York where you know it's all the hookers and stuff. No, yeah. There's a lot of actual advancement going forward and this smirk at the end from Abby's kind of like, oh, okay, game's on. Yeah, the the uh, the agent and the director, they're going to be their best friends by the end of the season. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> like, look look at what we can achieve. Yeah, um, and, that's, and that's interesting. And obviously, we, we, we see... There's not a lot of Darlene in this episode, of course. She, she only has that one scene at the, the, the porn shoot. But, you know, her, she's definitely on that path as well. We'll see where she goes uh, and how Larry... Uh, so, so one of the pimps... Maybe, maybe that's the twist. Maybe it's Larry who does something bad instead of CC. Maybe that's the swerve. We'll be so busy Maybe. expecting it from CC that Larry's going to do something bad. Yeah, La- Larry definitely became the most interesting pimp this episode, though. Mm. But you know, by putting himself out there and and you know being the one to acknowledge what was happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's been enough years that if, if anything, you could argue it's moved too slowly <laughs> in those years that we're only at this point now. But I can also buy that it took a long time to developing industry. Yeah. yeah. So. No, it's really, really interesting. It's, do you know what's funny? I feel like when you talk about time jumps in TV and movies and it's like five years, it feels like a long time. But when I actually stop and think about where I was five years ago, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, time's flew by. <laughs> it's just, you know, five years is nothing. Yeah. It, it depends at what stage of your life you're at, right? Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're 12 going to 17, then yeah, like it feels like the world's changed overnight. But yeah, but like 25 to 30, probably not as big a jump. 24 to 29, thank you very much. That's not. Uh, look i'm not there yet either i'm just saying that i was using it as a nice round number sure i wasn't trying to insult you although i mean it was a nice added byproduct sure 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 um but you were still in your 20s five years ago now right no no i wasn't what what? not quite you're not 25 yet no 24 prick all right fine Fine. You're ginger, Doubly insulted now. You're yeah, ginger. yeah, that's true. That adds, that adds five years. That adds five years, especially when you go grey early. You know, you, know how the, you know how they say the camera adds five pounds? <laughs> ginger adds five years. Ginger adds five years, yes. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Bobby. Alston. Oh, and Alston as well. I was going to go with Bobby. Yeah. But Bo- Bobby, 
has another kid with another woman, but still seems to live at home with his old kids. Most of the time. Most of the time. It felt like he lived in the other place as well, though. It seems like he just kind of... I, 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 I actually don't know if his wife, you know, uh, you know, Vincent yeah. and uh, Frankie's sister, I don't know if she knows about this and they're separated and he still comes home to see the kids, or if he's just cheating on her so much that he's got a whole separate, like, girlfriend with a I, baby. I feel like it might be the latter. She might be aware of it to some extent. Yeah. Because I'd be shocked if she didn't. But he, he stays the night at this other place where... He's clearly expected. He's got the kid, right? Yeah. And then he comes back to the wife in the morning. And she, she's like, oh, where were you last night? Where have you been? Hmm. Which it, implies that he still lives there. Yeah. And then, you know, the baby throws up on him in the first place. And then the second place, he just kind of, no, I'm not taking the kid to the dentist or whatever it is. He's like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Screw it. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. And then there's the small plot beat, of course, where he's, he's mad that this other uh, rival group are doing other parlors uh close to theirs but yeah which i, I think might tie in with one of the other plots hmm which one with the uh you know the the gay bar i can't remember the character's name oh paul paul thank you yeah um uh, maybe. yeah because yeah. he is being offered some other protection from a oh from a sure yeah the other mob movie. boss yeah that, that yeah you're right yeah that, that's probably that guy the guy comes and offers him the protection for the racket yeah, that's probably it's him. Probably running these other places. Now, to be fair, though, Paul doesn't just accept it. He actually, he's suitably scared, but he, he comes to speak to Vincent and then goes to speak to, uh... oh, I forgot Rudy's second man. Ugh. No. There's so no. many characters in this show. I'm just remembering them all again after, you know, yeah. season away. But uh, So he, he is going to speak to them about it. So we'll see what, what development comes from there. And this happens, of yeah. course, after one of his patrons, one of his friends, actually, is attacked outside the building. Um, and the cops really don't do anything about it. It's like, oh, he's from behind. You don't know it was him. We can't really do anything, um, even though it's quite obvious. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, this is the the new the new Bob boss. It's like, hey, sure you're paying Rudy, but I mean, can you blame me for thinking you weren't? You know, you're getting attacked and nothing's being done. And of course, we know that they're looking at getting a new club away from Rudy. Mm-hmm. And, and do they really want to just jump straight into with, with someone else? Well, we, we know Paul, yeah, we know Paul doesn't. We know Paul wants to be completely, you know, uh, independent, but... But maybe you know, maybe he doesn't have a choice. Maybe maybe, maybe that, that's the point. Maybe this is it's something that he'll have to do. Because he can't, you know, they make a point of saying it'll be like, you know, the, the place that they were looking at was going to be pretty expensive, right, up front. I don't even think it's the money. I think it's more about no matter where he goes, there's going to be homophobic attacks and there's going to need to be protection. And that's going to be something that he's yep. going to have to deal with. Consider. No matter what. Um, But yeah, what was I talking about? Yeah, Bobby. I want to get back to Bobby because his last scene, there's a new, new prostitute in the parlor and he immediately starts like flirting with her and saying, oh, that, that blouse is a little bit big on you. You know what? I'll go pick some things up and that's how I treat my friends. And then Black Frank, he's just kind of like, oh, he's a, such a sweetheart, isn't he? Such a romantic. A hopeless romantic. Yeah, that was it. Um, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you've got it, kids Bob. to multiple women. You've got at least another couple of prostitutes that you're having sex with regularly. That, this guy has become addicted to sex. This, this guy is addicted to abusing his... his place of part not, not not that i expect people who run sex parlors are the most upstanding citizens but the dudes get an issue <laughs> i think my favorite part is it's not just the sex clearly because mm. he he could just pay them right he that, could. that's that's where he works he could just pay them and be like right that's me done 
but no, he doesn't. He has the kid with the other uh, with the other woman, and this is proper flirting, right? You know, he's yeah. there. I'll buy you gifts. It's not just here's his money. Let's go have sex. Yeah, no, he he, he wants to the whole thing. He wants to feel like he's romancing and and in like a, a new and exciting relationship, but he keeps leaving, of course, the baggage of having kids with multiple people. Yes, and. You know, I, I don't know if the other woman who had the kid with was also a prostitute beforehand. We have no way of knowing that, I don't think, at this point. But We don't. I think I'm kind of just assuming so, based on everything we know about Bobby. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But that's where we are with him. So, he's got an issue. He's got a problem. Um, yeah. So, we'll we'll see how that, that shapes up. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Alston yeah, looks into the, the, the murder from last episode. Uh he questions a couple of people. Ultimately, it comes down to uh, you know, Karate Kid gives him a gives him a. a t- oh, he recognizes the name that he got, and he's like, oh no, it's not that name. It's this. It sounds like this. It's this kid. He lives up here with his mom or whatever, and he goes and finds him. And he in Alston in the interview with the the kid who's clearly the the the, the suspect, clearly the one who did this, right? Alston he kind of sort of drives the conversation in a way to get him into less trouble where he, he kind of realizes that he was maybe attacked and he was trying to defend himself. So he intentionally, like, so you would say that you this happened to you, you would phrase it like this, and he kind of puts the words into that, the kid's mouth. And, and it's like, I need you to say that for me. Yeah. Um, so he so can, then, and then I, I notice how he doesn't take any notes <laughs> and jot anything. He doesn't take a statement down until yeah. until he's gone through that whole process of like, okay, I know what he's going to say. Now I'll write it down. And it shows that he cares that he cares that you know you know this kid is as much a victim of the of the the neighborhood and the the, the system yeah. and it's not just this 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 outright murder where he, he, he planned to attack someone to rob him or whatever because it does sound like this because the way he puts it later when the guy from the mayor's office shows up to talk to him about the case again the, the point alston makes is very blunt he's like no 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 the tourist tried to attack him it feels more like the new yorkers need need protection from the tourists than the tourists need from us and yeah. he kind of flips it on his head. So obviously it's going to be a running thing, but that was a really inventive flip to it. And then the other cop's back with his wife. Uh, not very happy about it, but he's <laughs> he's back with his wife. No, he's, he has a, a a new philosophy in life. Everything's shit, so you might as well choose the thing that's the least shit. Yes, yes. Words to live by. I, I agree. What a very wise man. Yes. <laughs> he's clearly not. He's, he's miserable all the time and, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, so no, I think that, I think that's everything. There's so much goes on in this show. There's so many plot threads and there's so many characters. Sometimes you'll just get one little scene with one character. Um, yeah. But I think I think that was everything. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yes, cue the bass. There you go. Uh, no, no, that's us. That has uh, been almost cancelled. Review of uh, season two, episode two of the Deuce. We'll be back next week, episode three. Let us know what you thought of this one. The comments and so on. Like, subscribe. Blah 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 blah. If you want to support us though, uh, above and beyond, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month, and that keeps the reviews coming and keeps more things happening and new things. And I'll keep making fun of Connor and and whatnot. Um, and maybe if there's enough, Cora can go get a lap dance at the local strip club that he's clearly upset that he's not been going to. Uh, but that is that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?